630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Another veteran, Kyle Turris, will get the call. Great camp to make the club. Picks it up at center with speed over the blue line. Between circles, reach and score! Turris attacking with speed. Snaps it home. Five hole on Thatcher Demko. Pearson, a left-handed shot. Picks it up at center. A save wins the hockey game. Pearson shoots. No! Mike Smith and the Edmonton Oilers win their season opener. Three to two in a shootout. Kyle Turris in shootouts in his career. 29 goals on 78 attempts. That's 37.2%. And in the fifth round, he gets the goal, and the Oilers survive a lengthy shootout against the Canucks for a 3-2 victory tonight at Rogers Place. The Oilers had a 2-0 lead with eight minutes left. The Canucks tied it. Goals from defensemen Ekman, Larson, and Hughes. That sent it into overtime. Mike Smith, interesting night for him in the Oilers' net. He stopped the first 31 shots he faced. He was beaten on shot number 32 and shot number 33. Then he wasn't beaten again in regulation or in overtime. In fact, he made three saves in overtime, a really good save on Tanner Pearson that could have allowed the Canucks to win it early in the OT. And uh, in the shootout, Dreisaitl, no. Peterson, no. McDavid, no. Miller, no. Barry, no. Garland, no. Nugent Hopkins score, Horvat score, Turris score, and then Pearson stopped. All right, there it is. The Oilers are 1-0 out of the gate. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. We're in the Friesen Brothers Broadcast Center for Heartland Ford overtime open line. Well, Rob, sometimes you uh, you never know how you're going to get a chance to contribute. Oddly enough, the Oilers didn't have a shootout all the last season. You and I were talking off mic and on mic a couple times in the preseason. Well, if they had a long shootout, where would you go? Who would you bring in? Well, now we know the fifth-round specialist is Kyle Turris. Well, and good for him, and good for the coaching staff realizing the guy has scored before. Um, I, I've been in a position where Kyle Turris has been, where you're on the outside looking in. Uh, you don't know if am I playing two minutes tonight, if I'm, am I playing 20? Am I in the lineup? Am I not? And there's two ways to approach it if you're that player. You, you can sit and sulk, and he's a guy that's had a nice long career. He's been counted on to be a star for his team for many, many years. Things haven't gone well here, and he hasn't sulked. He came into camp, had to learn a new position, had to learn a new role. He's not a, a playmaker. He's not playing in your top six. He's an energy guy in your fourth line playing right wing. And he stayed prepared, and he's played very well at it thus far. So good for him getting the opportunity, and even better for him to capitalize. All right, here's live post-game reaction, head coach Dave Tippett. We started the third period off in the penalty box from one carrying over from the second and took two more. And, you know, you're up 2 nothing. you got to – what it does, does two things. It feeds their top players to get them back in the game with uh, – with their power plays, they get they get handle the puck. But the other thing it does, it takes our lineup out of the game. Like you have killers that are going over and over, and then you're trying to get everybody back in the game. And timing, you take another penalty, and then it's it's so you lose your rhythm in the game. So um, that part I wasn't crazy about. There were some good things, and you know it was a it was a back and forth game a little bit. Schmidty was excellent. You didn't use too many forwards on the PK, um, and three of them were, were top six guys. What played into that decision, and what did you like about the mix uh, that you used? Early on the PK, early on the PK, we're, we're uh, trying to evaluate people. So 
Those are the four that I knew we were going to use for sure and uh, just went and went with them. Can you just comment on the three phases that Hyman contributed in tonight? I mean, he got the power play goal. He was a big part of the kill. And then five on five, that line just... That line was excellent, yeah. They were excellent. As a five on five group, they were great. He just, he's so tenacious. He's, he just, everybody with him just gets... I mean, his energy is contagious. So, uh, uh, and that's, you know, it's, it's funny. You... I talked to him before the game. I said, Himes, I'm going to use you in a lot of different situations tonight. He can laugh. He goes, okay. <laughs> you know, okay. <laughs> so, so that's that's what you do, and he and he delivers. You know, that's, he's one of those guys, you send him over the boards, you know what you're going to get. If the stats I pulled were right, it looked like the shot attempts when he was out there were 16-7 in favor, and the chances were like 10-0. And mm -hmm. What does he do to just, you know, maintain it at that other end so well? It worked. They work. They have skill. They use their skill with work, and when you do that, you can you can find some find some success. So it's all it's really work based, and that's you know I thought that line was excellent. Anuj the other night in Vancouver worked really hard like that. It's the line they played very well, and they played well again tonight. So that's a, that's a good sign. Dave, how deep do you plan ahead on on your shootout guys? Did you know that, that like is it the top five you have mapped out before the game, or is five. it that feel? I have five. Went into it with five. So what if it goes to the six? Then what do you do? You just go with who's ever hot that game? You, it's could be a hot guy, could be a guy that you've seen before do it, but it's uh, you have a good idea which way you're going to go. You, you mentioned you didn't like your team taking too many penalties in the third. What about when a guy like Sevier is new to the team, you know, sees a big hit on on Duncan Keith and, and steps up on Myers. You find that teams seem to kill off instigator penalties more than maybe other ones? There's, that's always mentioned when the pen, penalty is there. Somebody always mentions, let's make sure we kill that one off. So that's... After what happened in the playoffs last year, losing three straight or games in overtime. What's that, Terry? I said, after what happened last year, losing three straight in overtime, I don't imagine you're going to complain too much about winning in a shootout. But uh, you guys went into this year, um, <clears throat> I think, a little more focused in terms of trying to get out of the gate something the opposite of you did last year with... Uh, losing this game and going one for four. Can you just talk about getting the win and moving on? Well, we talked about that all camp, and we felt like the last week of camp, we've kind of had our team together, and we don't feel like, like it's the first game, but we, we feel like we've been playing kind of uh, regular season games the last two or three. So that was my goal going into camp and getting the last week of camp out of the way. But we did some good things in camp, and uh, we were looking to follow it up tonight. Like I say, there's still we still got lots of work to do, but the attitude and the you know going into the game, uh, building a little confidence from from preseason was was good, and so we we go in, we win the first game, we got some work to do. Calgary, uh, they don't play till Saturday. The, the were their first game, so they'll have lots of energy. So we'll look at a few things. There's some things we can clean up, and uh, things we want to just continue to talk about finding ways to win and finding ways not to not to put ourselves behind the eight ball with turnovers or penalties thank you yeah. uh, 
Dave over here. Uh, you know, Mike Smith has a great game. Pugliarvi gets six shots. Hyman gets one. Turris gets uh, gets one. Uh, McDavid gets a couple. Nurse plays 32 minutes. There's still 81 games to go, but are you yeah. kind of re reassured from the, the start you got from the guys you need good starts from? Well, you're hoping a lot of those guys you mentioned, they're key guys, so you want to get them, they want to, you know, like to see them get off to a good start, which is good. But the other part of it tonight is, you know, we had, with all the penalties we took, we took some guys out of the game. You know, that fourth line has been pretty good for us, and even though Shore didn't play tonight, they didn't get a lot of minutes because of... Like you said, the timing of the penalties just seemed like to disrupt the disrupt the uh, rhythm of it. But I thought Fogel was good. You know, he he was around the puck a lot early in the game, and then the penalties kind of took him out of the rhythm too. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll, it's one game. We'll we'll take the points, and there's stuff we can do a lot better, and there's there's some stuff that you can build on. When it's you're up two nothing with eight minutes to go, uh, did the two that they got is that just kind of situational? They converted, or was did you guys? Well, the one is a penalty. That's a you know it's a deflection off Nuge's stick that finds his way in, and the second one you you could feel it like we weren't doing enough to uh, to push back, and when they get momentum like that through those those power plays, you feel like you're on your heels. We don't we didn't do enough to sustain anything in the offensive zone to look like we were going to push back enough, you know. And the, the shot that went in, both their shots are kind of like seeing eye shots. You understand that. But that being said, you, we, didn't, we didn't generate enough or, or give ourselves a chance at enough momentum in the third because of some of the penalties and, and some of the puck play we had. All right. Thanks, guys. All right, that's Oilers head coach. That's Oilers head coach Dave Tippett as Edmonton wins 3-2 in a shootout tonight over the Vancouver Canucks. Just to go back to the Turris shootout goal, Rob. I'm not saying that he went in full speed on the shootout, but compared to how the other nine shooters approached <laughs> their shootout attempts, he looked like all of a sudden it was Usain Bolt going in there. Well, I, I was fortunate to, to shoot in a lot of shootouts in my career, and I, I always went in, you don't go full speed, but with speed. Because if you're going with speed, it moves the goaltender backwards. He has to follow your body, and if you're coming in with speed, he has to adjust quicker. And that way you can sometimes catch him off guard. When you're coming in slow, the goalie doesn't really have to move. And then you put a lot of pressure on your hands. When you're coming in slow, now it's all about stick handling. And I always found it, you know, late in the game you're a little tired or late in the night you're a little tired. The ice, even though they come out and do a little scrape before and it's not as good, and you have to be perfect. So I... I was one that would come in a little faster like Turris did. I love what he did. To me, that was, uh, I'm dating myself, that was a Joey Mullen move. You come in a little flick of the stick, and if you watch a replay, he just opens his blade up. When he does that, it freezes the goalie. So now he just has to hit his spot, and he did. He went five-hole. He froze the goalie. The goalie's got a little teeny spot there, and he hit it. So good on him. It was a nice move, and it's obviously something that he's done before. So the Oilers take it 3-2. That means $300 donated to Santa's Anonymous, 630 Ched Santa's Anonymous, courtesy James H. Brown and Associates. Unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. Once again, they're given 100 bucks for every goal the Oilers score. A couple of big positives for me tonight, Rob. Of course, they scored, so that's always a positive. But 
you notice them almost every shift. Jesse Pugliarvi, a goal and six shots. Zach Hyman, like Tip was talking about, plays in every situation. He scores a power play goal, has three shots on goal played. Uh, what, what did Hyman get to? 17 and a half minutes. Uh, Pugliarvi was good. Uh, I thought in the first period he was really good. And then you know, he, he didn't notice as much as the game went on because of the, as Tip had talked about, the penalties. But he's a big body that just disrupts. And he's in front of the net, and it, it it'll just creates so much space on the ice for Connor and Leon in the offensive zone. Because even if if the way that Connor and Leon play, either they're going east to west across the zone on their own, or they're doing it with the puck, and any defenders now got to go around the big body of Yessi. And that just makes you go a little longer route and gives the two-star players more time to make their plays. He was good. Hyman... Uh, it, to me, he played like he did every time we saw him with the Toronto Maple Leafs. He's a guy that when he's on the ice, you're glued to him. You're staring at him. You're watching it as he's playing because he just, he's got this ability to everything that happens on the ice, somehow he has a piece of, whether it's in the defensive zone, getting the puck out. And I bet you there was five or six times tonight where he had the puck in a dangerous spot with a defender on him that he turned within a second he was free and he had space he's a strong man with a very big with a very good skating stride that he he, he all of a sudden put space between him, him and the defender quickly he's got good hands and he like Pugliarvi like Fogel when they have the puck anywhere below the goal line they attack the net and you're going to see that a lot this year where the others are going to get goals on goal mouth scrambles because those three players who are all on different lines create things in front of the net in the in, in the blue paint that allows players to come in and pick up garbage and throw it in on a goaltender. So look for that as the season goes on. But yes, I thought Hyman and Pugliarvi were very good in tonight's game. But as Tip had mentioned, too much time in the box. I mean, you give Vancouver five power plays. They finally score to start their comeback. The Oilers power play one for two, so good for percentage for them for a unit we expect to be very good. You know, Dave Tippett joked after one preseason game that he wished they'd taken more penalties so they could work on the <laughs> PK a little bit more. Well, I guess they were saving them for the regular season. McCall, uh, McLeod for slashing, Sevier for an instigator, Hyman for holding, Russell for cross-checking, Barry for tripping, and three of those penalties in the last 21 minutes of the game when you have a 2 nothing lead. Yeah, the others got to get a little cleaner in, in their game. The Hyman penalty... Uh, Easy one to call. Grab the guy's arm and spun him around. That's easy to call when you have a lead. You don't want to do that. Barry got his... He got beat by his player and got his stick in the, the feed area. And, and again, an easy one for the ref to call. And actually, the Oilers are very lucky. There was another one uh, in the last two minutes as well. Uh, it was Dickinson got pulled down. And I think the referees were just, okay, we can't make another f power play call here. But there was another one where he got tripped. Uh, normally, when penalties like that are being called, it's because... You're chasing. And in the third period, the Oilers started chasing. And Dave Tippett talked about the fact that Vancouver had a power play to start the third period, and that gave their star players a little bit of confidence, a little bit of uh, uh, momentum. And, and they carried it on. And when they got going and started pressuring, the Oilers started chasing, and that's why they took the penalties. All right, the Oilers win 3-2 in a shootout. You're all... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm going to hear from Connor McDavid, Zach Hyman, Darnell Nurse, Kyle Turris. As we move along tonight, we are happy to hear from you. 780-496-0063. We're in the Friesen Brothers Broadcast Center. It's Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Surprise, no Hoaglander here. Up the right-hand side, Horvat looking for the trailer. Flicked it in front. Backhander denied. Smith, a terrific save on Tanner Pearson to keep Edmonton in the game. Yeah, that was the save on Pearson a minute 13 into overtime. The save of the game for Reface Magic. Transform your kitchen with ease. See the magic at refacemagic.ca. Smith gets the victory. Oilers take it 3-2 in a shootout. I, I mentioned Smith's night earlier, Rob. 31 consecutive saves. He's beaten on the 32nd and 33rd shots he faces. He stopped three in overtime. The Oilers actually didn't get a shot on goal in OT. It was a bit of a, a, a nervous overtime for the Oilers. And then uh, four out of a couple shots were wide in overtime, but he was only beaten once on five. The I, I I think the one that we want to talk about is the Hughes goal with 2.49 left. I, I'm thinking, okay, if you're an Oilers fan, you're probably thinking, what what was Smith doing cheating off the post? Bad goal. Maybe if you're a Canucks fan, you're thinking, oh, Quinn Hughes, what a, <laughs> what a clever player to get that shot off so quick. Well, it's one that Smith normally stops. And uh, I, I think Hughes was just as surprised it went in as, as Smith. Uh, it wasn't, uh, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't a great goal, um, but it, to me, it's just you. It, you overlook it just because of the number of big saves he made at important times. The the goal from the the power play goal that hit Nugent Hopkins stick and probably changed about four feet in direction. He had absolutely no chance on that. And then when he needed to come up big, he did. He the big save on Pearson in overtime. I thought the game was over. That was a wonderful play by the the Canucks setting Pearson up. He comes in. I think he did exactly what he wanted to. Uh, but Smith was good. Smith made. There's about four or five times tonight where I thought the Canucks had scored with the plays that they made. But Smith was excellent. So uh, the one question mark was erased tonight. Is Mike Smith still going to be able to play like he did last year? Well, it's only one game in, but he certainly carried on with the fine goaltending that we saw almost all of last year. Well, I thought it was a well-goaltended game. I thought, yeah, I mean, Demko, Demko was, was very he good. He was very good. It, it was an entertaining game. Um, I think both teams will be happy with some things. I think both teams will be a little disappointed in some of the defensive play. Uh, I think there's some Oilers that uh, had off nights when the puck wasn't on their stick, as well as the Canucks. There's a couple silly plays. And I know he's got a tremendous talent, but JT Miller tonight made a couple absolute bonehead plays. The Oilers, in overtime, the puck gets turned over. JT Miller changed. When Connor McDavid had the puck, turned it into a two-on-one. Quinn, Quinn Hughes had to come off the bench with an unbelievable play getting back and at least giving the... Uh, impression that they they could stop the, or, or halt the two on one, but there were some plays that you're looking at and you're like, hey, what happened there? But all in all, uh, a good night and the star players for the Edmonton Oilers were stars tonight. Three two, the Oilers win. Hey, the Japanese Village goal light is back. Whenever the Oilers score five or more, we will activate that on 630ched.com. Japanese Village, try the legendary Wagyu steak. Cook before your eye. Reserve now at jvedmonton.ca. Okay, 780-496-0063. We have Murray on the line. Hey, Murray, thanks a lot for calling. Go ahead. Uh, I wanted to know, um, 
my son and I were discussing while we were watching, or just after the game was finished, the Vancouver player who scored in the shootout. Horvat. That, yeah, that he, when he went to do his deek, he went actually backwards. Oh, I don't Therefore, think he the- went backwards. I think he just went really, really slow, very slow. I was that was an unbelievable move that Bo Horvat made. Unbelievable well, move. I don't when believe we rewind it. We rewound it and had the advantage of watching it again. When he deked to go towards the center, he actually went backwards a little bit and then continued forward. Now, is that supposed to be a stoppage of play if he does something like that? Like, does he? Does, would should that goal? in the shootout not accounted if he actually did go backwards because it sure but on it, on tv it sure looked like he did i don't know the exact way the rules are done but i know that if a guy comes across sometimes he could if he as he's going across he can take a step and it would be backwards towards his own end as he's come across as well so i'm not sure the exact move the, there was neither t or well the oilers did not complain at all about that move that was just a great move so in my mind that's a goal every day of the week but i i I honestly, I honestly don't know the, the incomplete rules or how they well, the, they the, do it. The key wording is the puck must be kept in motion towards the opponent goal, towards the opponent goal line. So you can't totally pull the puck uh, backwards or. or well, which, which is that's silly though too, because if you got the puck in front of you, you can pull it back to cock it to take a wrist shot. That's pulling the puck away from but the goal I, line. But I guess you're still drifting forward, so the net movement of the puck is still forward, I suppose. I'm not sure about that. I, d- I don't remember my physics class, but it seems like you're moving the puck further away from the net. Yeah, it, that I don't think they're ever going to call a goal like that back. There are ones where you go in and then you back. If you go past the goal, you back up and skate out around them. That is not allowed. But on the play that he made there, that was a goal. Yeah, I'll have to watch it again, Murray. Nothing struck me at the time. No. It, uh, other than the fact that it was it was a nice goal. All right, Oilers win 3-2 in a shootout. We'll check the other town scoreboard for Edmonton Trailer. Looking for parts, service, rentals, or new and used semi-trailers, head to edmontontrailer.com. The Ducks upended the Jets 4-1 tonight. The Avalanche beat Chicago 4-2. It is Toronto winning at home 2-1 against the Canadians, and the Capitals take it to the Rangers 5-1 with Alexander Ovechkin scoring a couple times. Justin Schultz had a goal for the Capitals as well. And the Canadian men's soccer team, an impressive performance tonight, an epic goal by Edmonton's Alfonso Davies, Canada wins in Toronto 4-1 over Panama. All right, we'll go to Robert on the line. Robert, thanks a lot for calling. Go ahead. Hey, guys, how you doing? Quite well. Well, I want to start, uh, I want to start tonight with the, uh, uh, with the way the bottom six looked. I thought, you know, I thought, I thought guys like Fogel and Senior looked good. I mean, it's, uh, you know, a lot of times what they say, uh, a lot of times what they say about your uh, about your bottom six, if you don't, you know, generally speaking, if you don't notice them, that's a good thing. But like, but like I didn't, I noticed the, I noticed them quite a bit in the offensive zone, but I didn't, but uh, I didn't notice them much in the D zone. I kind of want to, kind of wanted your thoughts on that, and then I have a, then I have another thought after that. Um, I thought the Oilers' bottom six were good. If you look at their third line, I thought Ryan was very good. I thought Fogel was very good. I thought Sevier came in and did a nice job, considering. He probably wouldn't have been in the lineup had Cassian not been injured. And on the fourth line, uh, well, I guess Turris got bumped up for quite a while tonight because Sevier was gone with a penalty. I thought Turris had a very good game. I thought McLeod was very quiet. You didn't really notice him either end of the rink. And then Perlini, I thought he was fine in the, sh- the shifts that he had, but as Dave Tippett talked about, 
uh, with the penalties in the third period, it really took the fourth line out of the game. And then with Sevier getting 15 or 17 minutes in penalty minutes, they cut down to three lines at that point. So the fourth line didn't get to play the minutes that I'm sure that Dave Tippett would have liked to, but I'm sure you'll see them a little bit more on Saturday's game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely, uh, I definitely agree with that. No, it's, uh, uh, I guess, uh, I guess my other point is uh, more or less two, but they're quick anyway. I guess uh, Drysaddle, McDavid, they did, the, those guys did what they do. Simon tonight, I was glued to him all game. I love the way he plays at both ends. He's a he's a huge he's a huge upgrade for us. And my other quick point is on the goal sending. Mike Smith tonight, excellent second goal. Maybe a little bit of maybe a little weak, but whatever. It's one game. I know it's I know it's small, but you know what? I think uh, you know it's uh, it's definitely a step in the right direction. All right, thanks guys. Yeah, appreciate it, Robert. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. So I just found the penalty shot right up in the rule book here so the puck must be kept in motion towards the opponent's goal line well that's the key phrase i mean you can't the 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 cross like move where the puck is picked up on the blade of the stick and whipped into the net shall be permitted as long as the puck does not go above the shoulders mm -hmm. and the spinorama move spinorama move where the player completes yep. a 360 shall not be permitted should a player perform such a move during a penalty shot, the shot shall be stopped by the referee and no goal will be the result. So, and it's the puck in motion towards the goal line. It's not towards the net. So as long as it's going even so, it, it would have towards the icing line. It would have to be something very blatant. So blatant. That, it, yeah. if, if you have to go on to, your, to, to rewind it over and over again to see it, they're never going to call it. The one thing that we never talked about tonight and speaking of shootout moves but a move the move that uh, Pedersen made late in the game when he came down I believe it was an overtime where he put the puck between his legs and his stick between his legs to to make a move Mike Smith made the save but I thought I've I've watched Pedersen now is it this is third year in the league something like that now that was the best game I've ever seen Pedersen play challenging guys one-on-one -on -one. Uh, he was exciting there, there were some great offensive moments in a game that was dominated by two goaltenders. I think Pedersen had a number of them. Yeah, there were a lot of dangerous plays for sure. We mentioned the, the power plays, five for the Canucks, two for the Oilers, and, and three on three overtime. Rob, it just does not get old. It has no, it not hasn't. worn off for me. Like I, It was almost a little disappointing that there was going to be a shootout, and I know we've had that debate. Mm -hmm. Could you make it 10 minutes, seven and a half minutes, whatever, but it's it's so tense because even a play that is an innocent-looking rush, there's only usually two defenders. I mean, there's a lot of plays that kind of wind up two-on-two, two, and the mm -hmm. other two guys are straggling to either join the rush or get back. But, but there's so much ice, and if the defenders make even a little bit of a misread and lose half a step, that could result in a two-on-one or a breakaway. And the one thing I enjoy is when there's a, a turnover behind one team's net, you're already thinking, oh, is there going to be a breakaway? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you are. You don't think that Guy, five on five. Guys are taking off. And, and when you do eventually make a play on the net, you've got to make sure it's a high-quality one where the goalie's going to have to freeze it. Because if you make a play on the net and the puck bounces out, you're out of the play, and they're already going the other way. So it's almost like, hey, I'm going to concede this B opportunity for you. But if it doesn't go in, we're going to get an A-minus opportunity for sure going the other way. And even little plays, I think it was Garland, fell. 
behind the net. And Nurse took off, and Garland was very smart and very cagey where he kept the stick of Nurse in between his legs, and yeah. he closed it because if he didn't, it would have been a three-on-two for the Oilers the length of the ice. So little plays like that, and there was one play late in overtime where Hughes and I think Pedersen were playing with the puck closest to us in the offensive zone, and Connor McDavid just bided his time, bided his time, and then pounced, and he missed by about half an inch. Had he tipped the puck like he was trying to, it would have been a breakaway from the far blue line, and even the great skating of Quinn Hughes was not going to catch him there. So it, you're right, it, it is uh, exciting, it's tense, and both teams are just waiting for the other team to make that one mistake. But for, t- for tonight, the, the Vancouver Canucks were the only ones that got the opportunities, but Mike Smith was up to the task. Okay, so the Oilers win 3-2 in a shootout. We got Jamie up next on the phone lines. You're also going to hear from McDavid and Hyman. we got to call a quick timeout first. It's Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. McDavid to Nurse steps in, shoots, save, rebound, Pooley-Arvey scores. 1-0 Edmonton. Yes, a Pooley-Arvey. And the Edmonton Oilers are on the board in 21-22. The very first goal of the season by Yessi Pooley-Arvey. Oilers led 1-0. They led 2-0 after 2. Canucks tie it. Oilers take it 3-2 in a shootout. you got to love Pooley-Arvey's reactions, Rob. <laughs> you know who he's a lot like is Ovechkin. Every like Ovechkin's got 700 goals now, and every time he scores, it's like the first time he's ever scored a goal, and that's what Yessi is. Nobody enjoys scoring more goal more on the Edmonton Oilers than than Puljujarvi, and it just he gives he gives the first it's the stern face, and then it's the big smile and it's the excitement, and it's just contagious. That's why all of a sudden he's a fan favorite here in Edmonton because. Every one of us would love to live the dream that, yes, he's doing right now. And it is a dream right now for him playing with Connor and Leon. But a, a good night for him, a big goal for him, and a nice celebration as usual. All right, 780-496-0063. We have Jamie standing by. Hello, Jamie. Thank you for the call. Go ahead. Hey, guys. Nice to have you guys back. been a, a long couple months. <laughs> yep. Uh, hey, a question for you guys. I um uh, I'd like to see a rule. I, I wasn't too happy that Horvath got to shoot a penalty shot after uh, he took a penalty to end overtime. Uh, that's, has there that's ever a been question. a rule? That, what do you guys think about that? It's a good point. And uh, in the minors, when I used to play, there used to be a rule in the minors that if you had a penalty or were in the penalty box, you couldn't shoot in the shootout. The problem happened. Yeah. Is a lot of games down in the minors. There would be, you know, 15 seconds to go in the in the game or under that. The other team would jump or or create or start something so that you would take off two or three players from your team. They'd go after two or three of the best players just to get them in the penalty box so they wouldn't be able to shoot in the shootout. So I don't know if that's why they're doing it or why they have they they allow the guys to shoot just to keep away so for example with 5 seconds to go in the game two guys just don't grab Connor and Leon and get kind of a tussle just so maybe they get thrown off as well but i understand your point with the player yeah, cuz uh, there was a trip was, was, right there surprised. and he gets to shoot and actually was a very important goal too yeah yeah no that would have been a bummer if uh, we ended up losing the game but and another thing is i'm i'm starting to get really worried about Yamamoto um I know it's only one game, but this has been a, you know, about 30, 40 games now. Um, the kids fighting it, and uh, I, uh, I don't know what you guys think, but I mean, he's just to me, he just, I mean, he's got no confidence. 
Um, he looks, you know, he's he he just doesn't. I was really happy when he scored uh, in preseason there. I thought maybe that might help him turn things around and get some confidence. Um, but uh, you know, I, I would rather see some of the more veteran guys, and I, I even like seeing some get a get a shot. And uh, I, I don't know. I just I, I'm hoping he turns it around. I I, I just. I'm really losing faith, and and uh, you know I know he's a small player, but when you're a small player like that, you gotta you gotta bring something. And uh, today, I mean, he should have, you know, he's been taking some careless penalties. Uh, he should have got one called today when he was hanging on on Horvat's stick, and uh, you know, drop pass at the blue line. And um, yeah, you're just, you're right. Um, yeah, I I I I thought his game was better tonight than it had been in the preseason. Uh, I thought the goal that he scored in the preseason would jumpstart him, or I hoped it would. But at the end of the day, he's going to get a shot here, and he's going to get a, a number of games. I don't know what it, the number is, 5, 10, 15 or something, and they're going to hope that he can create offense. But he's not going to be able to go on the run that he had last year where he had one goal in his last 30-some games. If you're playing in the top six, which he will be, uh, he's going to have to produce. So they're going to give him a long leash. They like him. He's got talent. He's got a great tenacity, but he, there's going to have to be production for him to stay there. But he's going to get a look for a while. Yeah, I think so. And we've talked about other options maybe. Could Cassian go up there? Could Fogel get a look there? I mean, if Perlini, <laughs> we'll, which we'll are, see about Perlini. Which but. are good, but the, the, the way they've built this team, they really like the third line right now with Cassian and Fogel. So if you take Cassian off and you put, Yamamoto say on the third line that third line doesn't look as right intimidating they like they want a big heavy line that's going to be able to create havoc that's why they like that line so they're not going to they're, they're not going to change Yamamoto out unless it becomes imperative for them to do it they're hoping Yamamoto gets his confidence and the puck starts finding the back of the net again he had a breakaway tonight on that and again we talked about Hyman what a play he made to start that whole sequence that turned into the, the breakaway pass, CC to Yamamoto, great play in his own end. But there again, Yamamoto scores that. All of a sudden you thought, hey, Yamamoto scored again. Everything's going right. But a nice day, nice save by Demko. All right, the Oilers take it 3-2 in a shootout. McDavid and Hyman at the podium together. Zach, I'll start with you. Just, you know, you, you fit in. Um, you've had a few games. Now you get in on the power play. You get that goal. And, just reading and anticipating it. Is that something you worked on? Because you obviously you seem to read the play well, and it's kind of a, an easy tap-in one after a nice tic-tac-toe passing. Yeah, no, I think obviously this power play has been together for a really long time, and they have great chemistry, so just trying to fit in and and uh, just trying to find lanes, practice it a lot, and um, the backside is obviously, you know, Leon Connor, Nuge, and all those guys can make backdoor passes, so just be able to find... A lane for those guys, and whether they shoot it past the goal or, or find me, it, it, uh, it was it was good to get the first one, obviously. And Connor, you talked uh, this morning or yesterday, I think it was, how it was important to have a better start this season. Uh, for long stretches, you guys had that that game in control. You know, maybe a little hiccup in the third, but what did you think of your overall effort tonight compared to uh, last year? Yeah, I thought the game was better. I thought our intensity was better. Um, you know, I, th I liked our game overall. I just didn't like the penalties, um, you know, but our penalty kill was unbelievable. Um, Smitty, obviously, as well, you know, holding us in there, and they get a lucky bounce, and it kind of kickstarts their game. So uh, ultimately, I thought, uh, I thought our game was pretty good. 
sorry if this is awkward because he's sitting next to you, Connor, but can you just discuss kind of the three phases that Zach affected the game tonight on the penalty kill and the power play and kind of what you're expecting? Yeah, he was dominant, I thought. Uh, again, obviously, it's a little weird, but, um, uh, but you know, anytime a player can come in and, and play in all three phases of the game and, and, uh, and do what he did, it's, uh, it's impressive and it's massive for a team. So, um, you know, he played great. And Zach, for you, I, I guess I wonder just what the emotion is like when you when you bang that goal in. Leon was right there to give you a big. What did that feel like after scoring so many goals for for just one organization? Yeah, no, it's uh, it's awesome, um, and especially because it was a, a big goal in the game, put us up two. Um, and yeah, no, the guys have just been so welcoming to me since I've got here. So just to to score a big goal in the first game and, and get the first one kind of out of the way uh, was awesome and a lot of excitement, obviously. And you know, it feels like I've been here for for a while already, and it's only really been one game, one real game, at least. Um, so yeah, it was, it was great. Connor, can you uh, react to the th thought that? I think you expressed coming in that uh, last year you lost this game and you won one of your first four, I think it was. Um, <clears throat> just to come back and, 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 and get the two points out of this thing um, and the way it w sort of happened, uh, you were playing that game that you wanted to play all the way there and then zip all of a sudden you're in overtime. Can you just reflect on that and where you are going forward because you did get the win? Yeah, it's so important to get the first one out of the way. I thought, uh, you know, like I said, we, we, we played a great game kind of all the way through, just kind of undisciplined and, and took too many penalties. I mean, you're going to give a good power play, you know, five, six looks like we did, especially at a time where they really needed one. Um, they're going to find a way to get one. Maybe a lucky bounce, but, um, you know, the penalty kill did a great job for us. Um, really held them uh, held them at bay, and, and they get a bounce, and it kickstarts their, their whole game. I thought, uh, I thought we were able to kind of roll them over. Um, especially, you know, the line's over, especially early in the second, and again, a penalty kind of hurts us, so, um, you know, obviously we need to be a little more disciplined, but I liked our game. As a game one, can you just evaluate it overall? What's that, sorry? What's that, sorry? you evaluate the game overall? As a game one, uh, did you do most of the things you guys wanted to do? I would say so. Um, you know, I, th I thought our five-on-five five game was good. Um, I thought our penalty kill was good, and our power play went 50%. So, um, you know, overall, that's uh, that's a pretty good start. We get the win. Um, you know, obviously, we would like to, to to not have to do it in a shootout, but um, you know, we'll take them as they come. Connor, can you talk about the importance of the the win song that you chose as a team tonight with uh, La Bamba? Obviously, Joey's favorite tune. Yeah, I think uh, you know it's pretty fitting with uh, with Joe and 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 his legacy here in Edmonton, and you know obviously it's a song that uh, that's pretty close to, to, to our hearts, and um, you know it's uh, it's something that uh, that means a lot to us, and and uh, you know every time we win, no one liked a, a win better than Joey Moss, so um, you know it's a good uh, good little tribute to him. Cameras caught you stretching the shoulder out a little bit a few times, maybe took an odd bump. Uh, what happened? And all good there. All good. Connor, I know I asked you this on the ice, so I re uh, apologize for the repeat question, but just playing in front of these fans again, uh, what did that mean to you guys? Uh, it meant a lot. I think, uh, um, you know, just to, to, to feel the energy in the building again, to, you know, have that, uh, that emotion back, it's, uh, it's exciting. You know, it's, it makes it so much better. I think, uh, you know, we, we, we really, truly miss the fans, and, and they were great tonight.
Uh, Zach, going back to your power play goal, you talked about having to be ready. Even when the lanes aren't there, do you almost have to like catch yourself off guard in terms of being ready for a pass when, when it's a guy like 97 and 29 flanking the power play? Yeah, for sure. I think, um, you know, there's a bunch of different things you can do in front of the net, whether it's, you know, deciding whether you have to take the goalie's eyes away or find a lane for, for one of them, you know, Connor, Leon Nuge, they all rotate their positions. And, you know, you know when Tice has it, it's usually when I'll be in front. Uh, and then when those guys have it, you know, read what they want to do, if they want to shoot it, pass it, that type of thing. And, um, yeah, it was obviously um, the right read on, on that play, and it's, it's different with, uh, with every play. Does it feel to get the first one out of the way in the first game? Yeah, it's nice. It's always nice, no matter uh, no matter where you are. It's always nice to to score and, and get the first one out. Zach, one of the things you played a long time in front of no fans, and now you get a night tonight. You know, sixteen thousand people, big win. What are the things that that make it different from where you sit, like from the bench? What are the things that make an NHL player just enjoy having a crowd more than not? Yeah, I think it's a combination of a bunch of things, but for me, it's the little things. You know, whether you're going on the forecheck and you you create, you know, you make a a play and the fans, you know, realize it or things like that, and just every hit, you know, there, there's sound in the building, there's life. You know, when you score a goal, it's the roof's gonna come off. Like, it just, it's just awesome. I mean, hockey's meant to be played in front of fans, and we have, uh, you know, my first game as Edmonton Oilers, it's it was awesome to see how passionate the fans are, and they're outside here banging on the glass still. So. Um, great, uh, great first experience being an Oiler. Connor, a lot is uh, made about you know who's playing with who, especially in the top six. But when you see that second line produce and, and perform the way they did, what does that mean to you guys as a team? Oh, I thought they were fantastic. I mean, uh, you know, Nuge and Yamo and, and uh, you know Himes. I mean, they they uh, played great. You know, created a lot of chances, a lot of momentum for our group. Um, you know, I think it's uh, it's a line that can uh, can be dangerous for us. That is Connor McDavid and Zach Hyman. Hyman scores tonight. A couple of assists for McDavid as the Oilers win 3-2 in a shootout. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, as we're four minutes after midnight here. Some of the uh, stats tonight. McDavid played 24-18. Nurse played 32-24. Barry got up to 23-04. Dreisaitl to 24-41. Brendan Perlini didn't play a lot tonight, just 5-37. McLeod only played 6-21. Obviously, some of those stats, the, the ice time is even more inflated because of the overtime. Good night for Oilers in the faceoff circle. 64%. McDavid went 8 for 10. Hyman went 5 out of 6. And Ryan went 8 out of 13. Well, that's good. When you have the puck, it's much easier to play the game. Um, yeah, there was, again, lots of good things in tonight's game for the Edmonton Oilers. So they can feel good about themselves. They got the two points. Uh, some players that you know, want to have good starts to the season, like a Pugliarvi, a Hyman, they get theirs. Tours feels good about himself right now. At one point, wondering if he's going to be here, if he's going to be in the minors. He Not only is he here, he scores the, the game winner in the shootout. So uh, a nice night. And, and as you can hear the excitement and the players talk about the fact that a game with fans, uh, the energy in the building, that makes a difference for the players. So that would have been a lot of fun for them tonight as well. What do you think of Bouchard's game tonight? I, I didn't mind how he played, actually. Um, I, I thought when the puck was on his stick, fine. Uh, I, I think that Dave Tippett talked about it earlier. He needs to get stronger in his own zone in the corners. And I think that was evident at times. So I would... Uh, it's. I think it's just the start of the journey for Bouchard. Um, 
I would call it an average performance for him. I think the expectations are so high for him. But, uh, yeah, when the sticks, when the puck's on his stick, he knows what to do with it. I think there's things he still has to learn playing at the National Hockey League level. And he's, he's going to learn over and over each and every night because they're gonna, <laughs> the games are just going to get tougher and tougher as the, the teams and the players start to get a little more comfortable, a little more chemistry, and get into midseason form. But to me, I thought he was just okay. All right. Oilers take it 3-2. We still have time to hear from you at 780-496-0063 if you want to give us a call, and you'll hear from Darnell Nurse and Kyle Turris. It's Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. McDavid left circle across in front. One-timer score. Three-way passing play. Dreisaitl finds Hyman. And on the doorstep, he tucks it home. Power play goal. Zach Hyman's first as an Oiler. 2-0 Edmonton. Yeah, big hug from Leon Dreisaitl after that goal. Put the Oilers up 2-0 late in the second period. Canucks rally to tie it. Oilers win in a five-round shootout. 3-2 with Kyle Turris getting the game-deciding goal. Yeah, well... Like McDavid said, uh, one for two on the power play, so 50% to start the season. And, you know, Rob, they're, they're, it's just so dangerous. It, it, it's so dangerous. Just just watching up top, so many options and, and so many good passers who, you know, obviously McDavid, Drysdale, Nugent Hopkins, where the puck is on their stick, okay, and they're, and they're so deceptive with it. What, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? Where do they want to put it? It's going to be fun to watch. Well, well it is. And, and you look at the five guys that started. Well, actually, you probably named six because you throw Pugliarvi and or Hyman. It's going to be one or the other. They all, they all can score. And at any point, if you say, all right, Barry scored a power play goal or Dreisett or Nuge, there's none, nothing unexpected by that because you feel that any of them could score at any time. The thing that makes it them dangerous, other than the fact that their skill level is through the roof, is it's not a static power, power play. It's uh, When you have a certain power play unit you're trying to defend, okay, this is where Matthews always stands, or this is where Marner is, or this is where Ovechkin, or here's where Crosby is. Normally, those power plays, the guys are more or less in the same spot at all times. So you don't have to have your head as much on a swivel because you know, okay, I know he's over there. I just know, okay, that's eventually where we're going to go. But the the way that the Oilers move around on it, Drysaddle, dry Nugent Hopkins, and McDavid, they play all three of the positions. And sometimes dry, or McDavid will pick it up on the far side. He'll carry it all the way across the blue line and come over to this side. So if you're defending him, it's like, hey, he just went, you know, 80 feet in a matter of two seconds. It's like, how am I supposed to defend that? So they, they move the puck well, and you can have all the plays in place and all the things that you want to do but it always comes down to one thing and that's execution and i don't know if there's a power play in the national hockey hockey league that executes as well as, as the edmonton oilers do and the big reason for that is their skill level is higher than any other power play in the national hockey league david did try a one-timer stick broke on the play <laughs> and speaking of all the different moves hyman i can't remember if it was the one he scored i think it was the first one they didn't score on he tried that power move down low where mm -hmm. he got it and just immediately pivots to the net and tries to stuff it in and, and he almost scored he almost scored and, and what it does too even if it doesn't go in now it's something the uh, the defender's got to respect. He's like, okay, now i got to cheat down on him. So now when he does that, that opens up the pass for Hyman. Now he can pass it out into the high slot. He can pass it back door to dry settle because now the defender has to move. Every time the Oilers do something, even if it might not be successful in a goal, it's successful in the fact that it just put another 
dark thought in the mind of the defender, and it's one more thing for them to have to worry about. So Hyman, that, that is a smart play. Early in a power play, doing something along that line, because now you've just got that defenseman's focus on you, and allows your other star players to have that much more time to make plays. All right, Oilers take it 3-2 in a shootout. Darnell Nurse and Kyle Turris postgame. All right, go for it, guys. Uh, considering the focus that you guys have had on getting off to a good trip this year after losing this game last year and going one and three, I think it was, to start the season, uh, can you talk about uh, just salvaging a game that you looked like you'd played pretty well until that last little stretch? Yeah, I think we, you know, like over the course of, of the season, there's going to be games where you have a lead and, you know, you're going to have to find a way to win, whether it's in overtime or in a shootout. And, you know, guys went out there in the shootout and made high uh, high skill plays, and that's a high, high pressure situation. So, you know, those are, you don't want to give up a lead in the third period. I think that's something that uh, we want to clean up and, and don't want that to seep into our game. But at the same time, there's going to be games like that where you have to find ways to win in, in overtime in a shootout. And, He's got a huge goal today and, and uh, gives us the two points. Kyle, for you, you've talked openly. Last year obviously was disappointing. You come in the first game, you know, you're out in overtime, you score the shootout winner. How big is it for you just from a confidence perspective to, to be in those situations? Yeah, it's really big. Um, like you said, I, I'll be the first to admit I had a bad year last year, but coming back, I, I want to prove myself and um, that's what I'm working towards doing and, and to get the, the shift in overtime and, and to be out in the shootout it definitely helps build the confidence and um, it's something I have to take advantage of. Kyle are you normally a shootout guy in all your other your other stops? Yeah I uh, I've, that's kind of one thing I've always uh, um, taken very seriously and, and done pre-scout on and and really practiced over the course of my career. I, I find it a, a really fun part of the game. And uh, uh, I've taken I've taken a lot of a lot of penalty shots over my career. Or, sorry, um, shootout shots over my career. Um, you sit on the bench while the other four guys are going. By then, are you figuring, okay, I know where, where to beat this guy now because they were trying to deke and they were trying to shoot. And yeah, it, it's definitely something I'm paying attention to. Um, I. You know, Dry came in and, and kind of went left to right and tried going five hole. Um, but I, I, I saw the five hole there, um, but uh, he didn't kind of uh, freeze him for that split second to beat him. Um, and then, I mean, there's other good moves too that, that he made good saves on, but just kind of going in, it's definitely uh, helps when you get to watch the first couple of shots and, and have a little pre-scout yourself in the, in the game. Darnell, you spent a lot of your, or maybe even all of your PK time tonight with Evan Bouchard. How did you, how did you find that uh, pairing, and and what kind of made it successful tonight? Yeah, Bouch, obviously, he comes into comes into the organization known as you know someone who can create a lot of offense, but um, he's just as smart defensively, and then his positioning and wanting to be in the right spots and block shots and win his battles, get the puck out. I mean, that's um, you know, for him. He, he he played great tonight, and to to be able to kill beside him, uh, it, it was a lot of fun. I think we uh, we played well off each other. 
and a lot's made of obviously the kind of what happens with the top two lines and switching and stuff. How did you um, kind of feel like the second line did with Hyman, Nugent Hopkins, and Yamamoto? Yeah, they just brought a, a relentless work ethic that uh, all night, when, whenever they got the puck into their zone, they were able to get on top of their, their D-men and uh, force turnovers. I mean, that's, that's not, a fun line to, not a fun line to play against at all if you're a D-man. Uh, either of you guys or both yet, I know you've, you've both played a long time and, you know, you're pros. When you get a full house like this and something big happens, you score a big goal or you win a game, does it really make a difference for you guys when there's 16,000 people here, particularly after what you've been through the last two years? Yeah, it's huge. I mean, it gives you such a boost of energy. Um, the momentum shifts in the game, the, um, after you score a goal, just walking out to start the game, you know, hearing them singing the Canadian anthem and such a boost of energy. It's hard to justifiably explain how, how big of a difference and, and how good it makes you feel being at home and having your crowd behind you. And Darnell, do you, you know, you guys had a 2 nothing lead, it got away, you end up winning the game. Is there something there for you? Is there, you know, I'm not saying you're happy you blew a 2 nothing lead, but having won the game and survived it, do you get something out of that? Yeah, it was the first win of the first win of the season, and that's big. You got to get that first one, first one down and build off it. Like I said, you don't want to be um, losing leads there in the third period, and that's something that we're we're gonna have to clean up. Um, but at the same time, to be able to, you know, we were resilient, didn't give up the the third one, didn't give up one in, in OT, and found a way to win the, in the shootout. Like that's you, you're gonna have to win games like that too. Kyle, you guys have had a couple of fun shootouts to end practices in camp. If I'm not mistaken, you won one of them, and then you've also had success in another one. Did you have a conversation with Dave Tippett at all leading up to this, saying, hey, if we go to the shootout, you're going to be one of the top five shooters? No, no. He, uh, um, no, we, we haven't had a conversation like that, but it's, it's like I said earlier, it's just it's something I've always worked on, and um, I found it a, a real fun part of the game and, and an important part of the game, so it's something I, I take seriously. Uh, Darnell, a uh, question for you about Zach Hyman. He makes his Oilers. He gets his first as an Oiler. Just the the impact that he has in all facets of the game. As a defenseman who played against him, I think it was nine times last season. Being on the other side now, how nice it is to have 18 on your side. Yeah, I think like the biggest compliment to him, I mean, playing against him nine times last year is the most annoying player to play against because he's always in your back pocket. No matter if you hit him, uh, you play him hard on the corners, he's, he's always coming back. And um, on top of that, you see he's able to, to go onto the power play and, and create some some great plays and, and finish with uh, with the goal that he scored. So um, he, he really just brings it brings it everywhere, and, and it all starts with the work ethic that he brings. And for our team, uh, guys just guys just feed off that. So we're very lucky to have him here in, in Edmonton. Uh, Darnell, over here. When, when people talk about the Oilers, they say they, they got a lot of stuff going for them. But you know, I'm not just I'm not sure about their goaltending. When you, Mike Smith come out and debut like this, I mean, can you kind of speak to the confidence? Or look like you're going to have again in him this season? Yeah, we have a ton of ton of confidence in our goaltenders. Uh, Smitty, the way he battles, comes out, plays, leads by example each and every night. Uh, I can just say for our room and the guys that are that are in there. Uh, it's great looking back there and seeing Smitty and Koski in the pipes, and we have a ton of trust uh, in both of them. And I mean, Smitty shows it again tonight, makes some huge saves, some some very timely saves, and uh, big reason why we win that game. I'd uh, just like to quickly say, I mean, there's been a lot on social media, and and there's been some articles out kind of inferring that 
arch uh, what he's going through is because he was unvaccinated and I just think that's unfair. I think there's people who are vaccinated, they're also going through a lot of stuff and I mean, I think it's just unfair for the media to be all over him because of that. So I just want to get that out there. All right, that's Kyle Turris at the end there with a comment about Josh Archibald, who unfortunately is uh, out of action with myocarditis. Darnell Nurse also speaking. Turris, the shootout hero this evening as the Oilers beat the Canucks 3-2 to win their season opener. You can get more on this game on 630Ched.com or globalnews.ca. So here's what we have coming up for live sports this weekend here on 630Ched. On Friday night, 5.30 countdown to kickoff. Game at 7 as the Elks host the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And then on Saturday, face-off show at 6.30, game at 8 as the Oilers are home to the Calgary Flames. Thanks to Troy Bowler, our game day engineer here at Rogers Place, and to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer, back at 6.30. Ched, we've been in the Friesen Brothers Broadcast Center. You've been listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Oilers take it 3-2 in a shootout. Good night. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.